I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I have with me the lovely Githane of Deathbed. How you going, man? Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. What crazy times we've been in, haven't we? Straight up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah straight up. Straight <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> um, no, no, thanks thanks so much again for coming on as well. Really appreciate it. Um, I've been a real big fan of um, Deathbed for a while now. Um, and I think for me what... Because uh, what what caught my attention originally from when you guys released your EP was one of the songs was called Saint Jude. Um, my kid's name is Jude, oh, yeah. so I just immediately like thought this is fucking cool. Like <laughs> I can make I can I can have this sort of song as something that reminds me of of my kid, and like it's not your usual sort of like sweet lovey dovey song. I hear that come on, and I'm like. you know <laughs> pumping my head. I'm like fuck yeah. I hope, like, you know it just reminds it reminded me of of my kid for some reason I don't know you know just because of the namesake and then that's what got me into it and then um I think I had an idea in my head after he- listening to White Noise because um, I-, I made a-, a-, a stupid meme out of that one. Yes, I know. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> the boys laughed. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, that was my first ever attempt at making a meme for like a, a band or anything like that. Um, and I just it was the first thing that popped into my head. I'm like, White Noise. Oh, Oh, living in fucking yeah. You know. I love that song too. But yeah, I, and I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm spewing though because of all this COVID shit and no, no shows have been played or anything like that. Um, I didn't get a chance to see you guys when you did your um your opening. Uh, it's not your opening, sorry. Um, your launch show and that had um breakthrough and uh, class war and and someone else isolation uh, isolation, isolation right yeah, yeah and. Oh, such a good lineup as well. So I was really spewing. I missed out on that. Um, and then I think you didn't play another show after that for a while, and then COVID hit, wasn't it? Um, for some reason I feel like maybe. Oh, we did. Um, we played with um, Regulate and Broken. Oh, yeah. really? And yeah. Then, like two days later, we played with She Cries Wolf. Yep think those and then we were going to play with candy and then that's right yeah that's that's what i'm that's what i had in my head then yeah because because the um the that 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 show with she cries wolf that was crowbar um no it was um the foundry it was called like nothing like home or something like that oh okay Yeah. yeah some some night for alternative kids or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> you have really. like just uh, a couple of bands worth that would fit the bill and then you've got a couple of random ones sort of tagged along yeah, is it that was, it like you, do you remember like snitch and like um, yeah yeah the, those are, it was it was like that but like 
Oh, right. A bit different at the same time. Okay. It's not really my scene, but it was was a show. It was pretty fun. (laughs) Uh, Well, how was that one? Like, so, yeah, anyway, um, how long have you been playing in Deathbed for? Um, I think our first show was at Damnation in Sydney 2016. Okay. But prior to that, probably like a year before that, so like five years. Uh, okay yeah yeah so pretty pretty decent length of time to be uh in a band and that 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 sort of thing as well um what what got you into it to begin with into the music like what what formed the band sorry um well me and dan gerardo the guitarist we were in a band before that called suspect Mm -hmm. and also, yeah, uh, was Keldon? Keldon was in it for a sec. Like, actually, like, our whole friend circle was in it at one point. Like, we all kind of just hopped in and out. And then um, that kind of fizzled out. And then we were working on, like, other projects and stuff like that and kind of all fizzled out. But then um, Al and Mike had recently moved here from Sydney because mm-hmm. he, he used to play in, like, Phantoms. And I've heard of Phantoms, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, he, and he, he moved here, so Al... Him, um, Joshua Howes, who used to run Death Grips Records. Okay, yeah. Um, I think, I don't know who else. It was Ryan Sim. That was like the original, like they were jamming stuff. Yeah. And, and I remember talking to Al about it and he was just like, yeah, this is going to sound like Martyr AD, yada, yada, like just a cool like metalcore revival kind of thing. And I was like, man, that sounds epic. I mean, I've been dying to start a band since Suspect died yeah and then but he's like oh yeah we'll we'll, we'll see what happens anyway because like the band was pretty much full at this point anyway and then um i think how's he left um i think he had like a lot of like stuff going on or something yeah and then i just kind of stepped in and then we just wrote the demo within like two months of me joining i think okay and then maybe a bit longer i don't know i can't remember <laughs> that now and then <laughs> Howsy then put it out on his label and then because he was running Damnation, we got to play that show. So Oh cool. Yeah. It was just all cool timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh awesome. It's it's pretty crazy that it sometimes that's just what it takes for you to get the ball rolling sort of thing. It's just mm. like one instance of like good luck. And then everything sort of just flows and you kind of work around it. Yeah. You know, it's, it, I mean, it's not for not everybody gets that, obviously. Oh, you know, very some, fortunate, very fortunate. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, like some people have been slugging it out for years and, you know, nothing eventuates or it doesn't, it kind of stagnates or it doesn't seem to get over that hurdle. Mm. Um, but, you know, if you do, man, you've got to fucking run with that, eh? Um, oh, stri- yeah. You know, like once that ball, even if, it, even if you're, um, thinking that it's, you know, everything's happening too quickly and that sort of stuff, you know, there's there's still that, you've when you've got, you know, strike when the iron's hot. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. I, I feel you. Yeah, um, and what is, what is the main aspect um, of the sound that you were going for with, with, Despe- uh, with, with Deathbed? Like, what, what... You, do, you, do you know what I mean? Sorry. Yeah, I, I I get what you mean. It was originally we wanted to just make like uh um just like a metalcore band, but more hardcore, I guess. But like 
with um, just influences like Mater AD, um, a lot, lot of death metal too. Like we took a lot from like Carcass. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, like just, just taking a whole lot of everything and just making a cool like heavy band because we just wanted more like just heavy music yeah. to play. We all like big fans of it, so. Yeah. Uh, totally, yeah. Like it, it's one that that can cross over very, very easily. Um, and with well, when you say the metalcore sound, it's not when I hear when I listen to you guys, that's not what pops into my head. The first thing I think of a really, um, like a very like the metal's there, obviously, right? But it's got that more of that hardcore yeah. sound, yeah. you know, like but like the downtune hardcore. Um, it well, that's that's what I've picked up from it anyway um and because that's what got me uh real interested uh, to begin with is like uh, uh, when i hear something that's really heavy um i'm immediately sort of like transfixed on it because i want to know what it you know like mm-hmm. i just i really like down tune shit <laughs> um i always have been like uh, that doesn't mean that that's all i listen to i love you know i love everything <laughs> <laughs> but I, I i do like yeah. to dabble and listen to all sorts because it, otherwise it, you're not really sort of like expanding your taste and 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 getting to know w- what else is out there sort of thing but predominantly when i hear heavy shit um i'm immediately interested you know like i just want to know what it's like or, or hear how heavy they get or if they've got any any older stuff or new stuff yeah. um and it's yeah, so that that's what got me hooked on you guys, and yeah, fair. I, I've heard uh, some people that have been to your shows, and say definitely worth you know checking out. That's for sure. That's epic to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah exa- you know, like, and that's when shows come back again. This is the fucking first thing that I'll be doing is going to check you guys out and and see what you see what you're all about. Yeah. Because yeah, like I said, last uh, the last time I had a chance to see you guys, I missed it. So I was like, fuck. and it's so annoying as well because now everything's slowly starting to open back up and um you know get back to some sort of normalcy back out there in the world are you guys looking at doing any shows anytime soon has it has it crossed your minds or yeah like i of course it would yeah we've been dying to like um it's just i want to wait till borders are open yeah like not saying that we are going to get interstate act i just i i want it because i, w- I want to do like all us like well not when i say i i want us our group to like kind of curate our shows and put our shows on without like relying on like promoters and whatnot yeah yeah, yeah like a bit more diy yeah it's like like with um the last release we did that ourselves and you know it was awesome like yeah it's quite like a rewarding feeling so that's like we i want to wait till borders are open so there's like the possibility if i wanted to i could and there's more flexibility on like how i can put the show on how i can market it yeah thing. so okay. i'm definitely definitely dying for shows to come back like yeah oh for sure uh, i th- the the limitations on movement as well i think does play a big aspect especially for the for the heavier bands and stuff too like there's nothing wrong with um, not having a crazy show or a crazy audience or anything like that. But I think one of the big aspects of that heavier genre is the fact that you're able to get amongst the mosh pit and get that energy pumping and, and getting the crowd, uh, you know, p- 
pumped up and you know it's 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 very it's I I think anyway that it's very not controlling but there's a big aspect to it that it's taken away right now because you yeah. can't you you, you, you can't really pre- freely express yourself yes like, yes say. like as, as as the bands like you can get up there and move and do your shit and you know be able to do like what you would do with the audience but you can't interact with them I've, I've seen multiple clips of um some kind of heavy band or whatnot like um i think the bright side they were playing shows when everyone else had to sit down mm. and it was some of the most bizarre footage i've ever seen like yeah <laughs> some dudes like jumping up and down singing while everyone else is kind of like sit there hands in the lap yeah. and i was like <laughs> i couldn't think of anything else to do <laughs> you, you as the musician like you're fucking pumped up and shit so you can jump yeah. up and down but someone else wants to do the same thing <laughs> you fucking yeah. sit right down mate I mean, <laughs> you kind of want to vibe off the crowd, you know? Like, yeah. if, if they're not feeling it, you kind of feel awkward and you're not feeling it. So, like... Yeah. yeah. I um I went and saw uh, Goon on the Rocks and stuff play at Fats a few weeks ago. Um, th- there were a couple bands afterwards, but I couldn't keep myself out for long enough mm-hmm. because, like, there was a queue... There was a queue to get into Fats because True. there was a cap on the on the venue, oh. right? So I think it was about a hundred people. There's on average on a Friday night, uh, that place uh, Friday, out, yeah, yeah. Or, sorry, a Saturday night as well. Especially if you've got punk bands and shit playing at Fats, mm. there's always going to at least be a minimum of a hundred people there, and not just including the people for the shows. It's the karaoke people, it's the pool players and shit, yeah. and other and other people that have come up just to hang out. So, yeah, like, I managed to get through Power Snob and Goon before I had to make a move. And, yeah, even then, like, people have to sit down and watch watch them play. And if you've ever seen Goon play, like, that their biggest thing is that they thri- uh, thrive off the, the, the craziness of the crowd. Mm, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, th- even some of the punks in the crowd and shit were trying to do, like, seated moshing. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, they were trying... Like, they were sitting down and they were trying to, like, mosh about and stuff, but then one, one of them ended up getting kicked out and that yeah. kind of knocked it in the butt because they got warned a few times. <laughs> because, like, I get it as well, but, you know, it's not something that we have to wait for too much longer, I think, um, for everything to be able to do that. Um so let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is it is what it is. Like I, I kind of understand it because there aren't as many um there, there's like virtually four or five cases or something here now. No cases. No community today. cases yeah. anyway. It's all isolated and shit now. So you can kind of understand it and you know, you've just got to follow the T's and C's until they say this is what you can do now. Uh what do you do? What do you do? It's it's a patience game and some people just don't have it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I just reckon just do what they say, do you know, follow it, chill out once the once it, the restrictions like lift, the shows are just going to be that much more awesome because you're just dying for it. E- so exactly right. So yeah. I know I don't know why you'd want to sell yourself out and just do a shitty sit down show. It's going to like kind of bum you out anyway. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I don't know. Just I'd be just way more stoked watching people just jump around and run at each other than just like 
sit and be like antsy, like enjoying the music, but like wanting to do more. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. It, it just feels weird and not right, in my opinion. But <laughs> have you yourself gotten out to see many shows or anything like that? Um, a few like acoustic gigs, like small like little rock show things. Okay, but like just tame stuff. Not um, not anything like what they're doing now with. No, I haven't got around. I was I was really keen for um Adams show that he was going to put on at Fats. Oh yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was excited for that, and then also. I bought tickets to um, the Vinny's dive show with Shackles and stuff. Oh, I did too as well, yeah. yeah. But, um, I didn't see that happening at all, so... <laughs> it, it, well, there'll be, what, two or three bands at least that yeah. probably won't be on the bill now. Like, yeah. Garlic Nun won't be down there. I don't see that happening. Shackles aren't there because Mark's in New South Wales. True, but they are um, opening the border to that yeah, area true. for from October 1st, so... But I could never ever imagine a shackle show where everyone sits down and oh fuck no you know, so and like and like i made band um clay's mates they were supposed to open it and like i couldn't think of a shittier first show Have <laughs> everyone sit down at it that'd, be, that'd bum me out but like yeah. oh. it's a crazy lineup it's oh, just like it's, yeah. it's just a, it's just a lineup that you'd want everyone gone wild for because that's a wild show at, at a dive bar as yeah, well. That, like, like, if you've ever been to Vinny's, it's yeah, like yeah. the best venue. It's, it, it's a lot of fun. It's so yeah. small. Like, yeah, th- that's why it's amazing. Yeah, it make, well, it's not it's <laughs> not as small as King's, as as um, as Lear's just down oh, the road, yeah. but it's it's pretty tiny. Oh, it's chaotic. Yeah, like, yeah it's with the heavy bands too. Yeah, Harm's, Harm's Way, there was crazy. Harm's Way played at Vinny's? Yeah, well, um, it was a... Because uh, they were on that tour and... They did a secret show because um not allowed to do shows on um the back of whoever was touring them. It's like a clause. Oh, a lot was that like? Was it last year? Was that the or yeah, maybe? I, I, we played it. We we played the show. I can't remember. Must have been last year. Yeah, I'm trying to think of that. They, they didn't play it. Um, that wasn't Invasion Fest. They, no, they played. They didn't play nah, that. They didn't did play they? Invasion Fest. No, that was that was Jesus Peace. I'm thinking yeah, of Jesus Peace played that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck those guys are <laughs> ridiculous. Very they very. yeah they they played um, when they did that tour. That was when they uh, uh, back yeah when they toured that one. They played at the Brightside or Crowbar or whatever it is, uh, and they had nerve damage, uh, shackles, um, terror, and Jesus Peace playing. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. man. Uh, was it Jesus Peace played? Because um, we played with Jesus Peace and Knock Loose on that tour as well. Oh, really? I think it was just... Th- it was Terror Malevolence and... um. Oh, Malevolence, sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was ter- yeah, Terror and Malevolence that did that. Yeah, one, and that then... Um, it was Knock Loose and Jesus Peace for the, s- yeah, the second half. That's yeah. the one, yeah, yeah. Fuck, even them, man. Yeah, it was a wild show. Yeah. <laughs> it was sick. Did you did you go down to Invasion Fest? That, uh, no, no, no. Oh, I, I went. Um, been to Invasion Fest once. It was would have been like twenty sixteen. I think. I uh, think that's uh, time I went. One of the. I think that that might have even been like close to one of the first ones, wasn't it? I think Acacia Strain played. Ooh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember seeing that. That flyer sticks in my head. There were a couple of bands on there that I thought that was a bit. Not that it was like, why well, the fuck are they on there? But like, oh, that's a bit of a change up. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was Stepson that I saw on the lineup. Like they're a, they're kind of like a post hardcore band. Yeah, but um, yeah, they they did a tour with um, 
ill-natured and stuff, I'm pretty sure Ooh, once. That's a good one. Yeah. I was supposed to be going down to Melbourne next year to go see the reunion show with the Red Shaw. Uh, me and my oh, mate got true. <laughs> me and my mate got tickets for it. and we're both. I haven't hit him up or talked to him about it yet, but I'm thinking, fuck. I don't think that's going ahead still either. But, oh, it was such a good lineup. It was Red Shaw with Zeolite, um, D's Nuts, Shinto Katana, like reformed Shin- uh, Shinko. And I think there was someone else that was on it as well. Um, just just insane. Yeah, I think I remember seeing the fly for that. Yeah, I was I was so keen for that. And then obviously the world fucking... Fell apart. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> yeah. big time, didn't it? Um, and well, speaking of that anyway, like how have you been travelling with it? Um, Pretty good. Yeah. Like, I moved out into Spring Hill and since I, I didn't have a job. So I've just been gardening and um, <laughs> just playing Warzone <laughs> kind of thing. But um, Which one's Warzone? Uh, it's on Call of Duty. It's a battle. Oh, battle okay. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I've, I haven't touched the PC shit <laughs> or any of that in so long. You yeah, know, it, it, I've, I just got off playing, like, because I used to get real sucked into, like, killing time and playing League, mm. League of Legends and yeah, shit. Yeah, true. Man, nah. Can't can't do that one anymore in particular. Yeah, yeah, and like I mean, it was perfect for COVID times when you had to isolate and you couldn't go out and couldn't do shit. So all Mm. I was doing was Monday to Friday working. In between that, you know, calling and and trying to see my boy when I could, and um, yeah, just doing that, just just playing games. And fucking after a while for me though, my head went into a real shit place. You know, like when I like you know like and because. This whole time you're thinking, you know, it's best to just, while shit's crazy, just keep to yourself and do do that loner shit, right? That mm. people are always like, oh, I'm going to go away and do this. Well, this was the best chance for everyone to experience that, having to yeah. do that. And I think a lot of people found out it's not as fucking healthy and good as oh, they yeah. think, you know? Like, it's, even myself, I don't mind, like, I, I can be pr- not... Not a loner, but like I, I really enjoy time by myself and just venturing off to myself and doing all that sort of shit, right? Mm. But I can't do it forever, you know. Like I can't. Uh, yeah. I, you need that interaction with uh, people. Yeah, I was, you I was getting quite anti towards the end because I'm. I guess I delve into computer games and I'll just sit there for like days on end, kind of thing. But I always also still need to like see my friends sometimes, whatnot, and then. The first of the, like, when this all happened, I was like, oh, this walk in the park, like, um, I play computer games every day and don't talk to my friends. Like, yeah. <laughs> so this is easy. And then, like, <laughs> towards the end, you get, you're getting, like, just weirdly antsy and stuff. So I, I had to, like, channel all my frustration to just, like, doing new hobbies. So I was, like, taking up gardening, taking up learning how to play bass, um, just skating more. <laughs> oh, right, <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. Trying to get out of the house a bit. How, how's the, the bass going? Slow, but there. <laughs> Have you played? Were you much of a guitarist before you did vocals no. or anything like that? No, nothing. Like, well, I only started playing bass because we just started a new band, um, the Dudes and Death Band. We just like reshuffled it. Okay. And so I'll be playing bass, and Mike will sing, and then Brendan will be playing like guitar. Like, yeah, it's just like all shuffled, reshuffled again. Okay. Yeah. Why the reshuffle? Um, we just wanted. To like a new project, like new oh, band. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So like this De- Deathbed's, death- yeah. No, okay. Deathbed's still chilling. Deathbed's still doing their thing. Um, and then this band's called Knuckle Dragger. And then we'll be just doing, like, we've been writing that. And then the same, the, the boys in this band, um, 
There used to be a band called Furnace. I don't know if you remember them. Yes, yes. So that's like our crew, pretty much like Deathbed Dudes plus like Dominic who sang. Yeah. And that kind of um, disappeared for a bit. And now amongst all this, like we decided like, yeah, you guys should start this band too. So I think they're recording this weekend. I'm pretty sure they're called Mud. Mud, M-U-D yeah. or? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Not, I was thinking M-U-double-D for a second. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's always that shit. <laughs> yeah, like they're doing that. Because I don't know, I just, I just been G'd up to just release a bunch of hardcore music and get people excited for hardcore music in Brisbane. So yeah, I think we've all just been like, cool, let's get get writing, release stuff, so people don't like forget about us. Well, that's but the thing that I've noticed as well. Like with with all the shows coming out now, um, like the heavier hardcore bands or metal bands and stuff like that aren't doing as many. You know, um, it's. I'm not saying that they're not happening at all, but you're seeing more, more of the uh, essentially like the punk and and uh, acoustic and and all those sort of uh, like more chill genres and stuff playing more shows rather than seeing much of the hardcore scene play anything right now. Um, I'm. I could be wrong. I haven't. I haven't seen anything yeah, I recently. Haven't, I haven't seen it. I think the only time I've seen. Hard, I think the first hardcore show since all this shit hit the fan was it's in Perth when um, Denial did their yeah, tape release. So yeah, that, yeah. That was, probably the, that was probably the first hardcore show in Australia since all this happened. Yeah, and I mean, there's there'll be fuck all happening down um, in Melbourne at the moment, surely, oh. and, you know, uh, and has fucking fuck all has been happening down in Melbourne and for, the, for all of the scene, I think. But even in Sydney, I haven't really seen too much either. You know, like it, they've had their ups and downs, but like even f- like closer up along the, the coast, uh, north coast, or anything like that, like yeah. Newcastle. I, like I don't think it's yeah, no shows, but I think a lot of people are getting busy. I have seen a lot yeah, of that. A lot, yeah, a lot, a lot of people getting busy during this time. So it's a lot of recording and a lot like of recording, a lot of jamming, a lot of eyes being set on certain bands. It's been good. It's been I, th- I don't know I'm pretty stoked for it. What's going on in hardcore right now? I'm I'm pretty like because I've just I've just restrung my guitar and everything like that, and I think one of the one of the things that I want to do now to keep myself progressive in terms of with the podcast and and just with life in general, I think is like I want to get involved with the with the music scene more now yeah. as well. Okay. Like you know, I want to write more. I want to get myself a, a proper amp and stuff set up, and uh, you know even dabble with vocals and try and learn how to do yeah. bass all that sort of shit you know i think i mean i feel like if everyone's got the ability to play four chords hit make a simple drum beat like just make a punk hardcore band like, just, just do it like just yeah for fun you don't like you can record it release it think it sucks don't play the show or whatever that's all it's all good but, but like it's more like people just getting g'd up to just do it and see where it goes like i think it's it's it'll just be so good like yeah. <laughs> I, I i've been trying to talk everyone into it lately just what what do you think gets like how do you get people together to form a band like is it just all a select group of people that know everybody knows each other and then they go between each other forming bands and playing or is, is it a hard thing to form a band these days i don't know if i can speak for anyone else because um i mean deathbed and stuff it's it's all just came from like i've just grown up with these dudes through music yeah like, early years of high school to now kind of thing. Like I've known these years dudes for years. Yeah. Like they I think like Keldon and Dan used to be in a band called Restrictions mm-hmm. back in the day. And then we just used to follow them around every time they went on tour. Kind of thing like and then 
just got to meet everyone and just oh, it's good. <laughs> Make more friends, and then we were like, oh, let's just do this, do this. But like, I mean, I know there's definitely people that just don't know each other and a bit just message each other and be like, hey, I can play this. Do you want to start a band? Yeah. So like, but I just yeah, I'm very fortunate in how any of my bands have come together because like I just know very talented people. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a the the creative scene the creative industry in general like uh, there's so much of it out there mm. there's so many creatives out there i should say and musicians that have just got so many uh just so many things to show um Straight uh, up. you yeah. know and 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 getting 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 people out there to do it that that's that's the thing for me that i'm looking at at the moment is you know i want to do all this stuff i want i want to uh, start jamming more and and playing guitar more and getting involved with people that are doing it um how would you like how would what would you recommend for someone like me to to get out there and get that ball rolling i mean i think if you have an idea in your head mm-hmm. and you can translate it to like a shitty pre-pro you know what i mean like some something on like garage band even mm-hmm. chuck that on there go like these are a couple tracks i've been thinking of what do you guys think there's like um multiple f- like there's like the hardcore merch shop forum where you can just post whatever mm-hmm. like, like or i've seen like a lot of flyers at vice studios going like, looking for members of this like okay you know, like I, mean, I feel like the best step though because i think a lot of people stress out on the writing thing like if you could if you have like an idea and you can just pre-pro some like some shitty tracks and just go like what do you guys think of this mm-hmm. go, cool like you know we can work off this like yeah just um putting your name out there really like I think there's a lot of people dying to be in these bands that just don't really want to like feel oh they don't feel comfortable to like go like I I can play guitar and I can drum you know what I mean so if you are the ones putting yourself out there and be like I can do this does anyone um join in with me I I could guarantee like four or five people hit you up and be like yeah fuck yeah dude let's let's do this like I live here let's just make it work you know yeah okay yeah like I've seen it happen before multiple times you know like yeah. Cool. That's that, cool that, process, that yeah. that's what you want too. You want to be able to to reach out and be like, "Hey, I want to start this and stuff." Yeah, you know, and for me, the, not just for me, but you know, a lot of people out there might have that barrier of thinking that when they do reach out and want to start this, if they get people to jump on and be cool, and then you know, they thought that you might have been better, or it wasn't what you th- what they thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that fear of judgment or the 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 feeling of um, that they think they're better than you or whatever uh, coming in like I, I guess you'd call it like the ang- like the social anxiety yeah. aspect of it all like worrying about that sort of thing. Oh, it's hundred percent of things. Yeah, like yeah, it makes like it. Yeah, um, I'm all. I've always been uh, a big advocate for looking out for your mental health um, and taking it seriously and not being a fucking macho idiot about it and thinking that you can just talk it off or have a beer about it or any of that bullshit. Just fucking talk about your feelings. Yeah, you know, just to go see a shrink, see whatever you have to talk about those things. Um, and that's that's probably one of the biggest... Hurt. Uh, it sounds stupid. You know, I do a podcast and I 
and, and I have my face out there and whatnot. But man, I, I struggle with anxiety, like, uh, and and depression and that sort of stuff. Like, I'm diagnosed with it. You know, I've talked about it many times, probably too much, but. Again, I want that to be the thing. You talk about it as much as possible and you normalise it. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, like that's it, normalising it. Because I think, I don't know, it, I, I, I reckon you're more of a tough cunt if you can talk about your feelings or just you're, you're man enough to like be out there and, well, not even man enough, but like, you know, you just, you're, you're a stronger person if you are more comfortable with being out there and expressing yourself because... It's much safer and easier to just hold it up inside. Yeah, it's so yeah, like from experience, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, when you have been playing shows, uh, getting yourself out there, uh, even writing and stuff like that, do a lot of uh, your. How much of it is uh, like lyric wise and content wise is mentally like mental health based or anything um, in that aspect. I guess um, it's like everything. Or like I mean, Saint Jude is like definitely one of them. Like I think I just wrote that saying like, if you love someone, care for them, you don't let that person sink. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're that person there with them. You know, like j- just just to kind of show that like in everyone's darker situation, you can be there for someone. We can all like help each other out of these situations kind of thing yeah weird like sense it's weird lyrics i guess but well it's it i I, I can't really see it being too weird per se because obviously when when people write uh their lyrics it i mean depending on what the the content is that you your band is releasing um it can take on pretty much you can write you can write and sing about anything you fucking want yeah well you you know um it's not necessarily a bad i i personally think that stuff that actually you know is honest and open about talking well not talking but even like just the lyrical content just being open about these these crazy things that can just go on inside you and have and have people uh, like listen to it and and can relate to it and understand that hey fuck shit They've, they're going through the same thing I am or, you know, it, 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 I feel like it crosses better boundaries through this genre than the more mainstream ones because they've obviously got to write the catchy riffs, they've got to write the, the catchy vocals to go with it all. They're not really stray from the line of too heavy, mm. you know, not too heavy heavy in, in terms of the sound but the, the lyrics. Um, you never see as much creativity in how they write uh, compared to, like, especially, um, especially like the the local bands and like the heavy and the heavier genres and stuff, their their lyrical writing is just different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I feel if you're in a hardcore band and you're like, that's what sets you apart from like another hardcore, like a, a heavy act, is because I know I find hardcore music is definitely sincere on a different level mm-hmm. more like not discrediting any other band or you know what they're saying but there's like a there's a whole thing in hardcore of just like being real like mm. you know saying what you, you really want to say like if you're pissed off about something say it scream it like so 
Yeah, exactly. That's what draws me into the shows as well. When when I go and watch them, uh, get amongst the mosh pits or anything like that, it's there's just something about it for me that gets me. You know, like if you hear the 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 breakdowns or whatever, like I'm always bobbing my head to music for for anything. Uh, but with the heavy shit, I don't know what it is about just where my mind, how or how it flows with the music or in any way, but I just get into it differently. It's very emotionally invoking, I think. Like, I don't know, it's like something like you hear certain words, you may not hear all the lyrics, but you hear certain things, and like the riff just hits differently. Like, you, I, I don't know, I definitely get a sense of like, um, I don't know, like energy from it that like I I probably wouldn't hear from like or feel from like any other kind of bands. It's like it's yeah, it's it's adrenaline. Yeah, you know? like yeah, hundred percent. But it's it's almost like on a different level, you know, because uh, there's always there's different types of adrenaline that you can get. I feel like the ones where it's life or death. Like you just oh yeah. man, like that. You know, when you go uh, when you have close calls, you get that rush of adrenaline or shock. It comes through. But then you you hear this massive like bass drop right before a fucking breakdown or some shit, tingly, you know, <laughs> like fucking goosebump shit, man. I, that's what happens to me, and I'm like, oh, that's how I know when I hear a good song. <laughs> if I get goosebumps, like or like a good breakdown or anything like that, if I get goosebumps when I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, that was good. Mm. You know, if it's not, if I don't get it, I'm like, doesn't mean it's bad. I just. That one's really fucking yeah, good, yeah. you know. I know what you. I know what you mean. Yeah, it, it's wild how that genre just for me anyway, and as as it is for you too. Like it, it strikes people. It it just hits you differently. And again, it's not ragging on any other genre or anything like that. It's just something about the heavier side of music that just I think resonates better with some people uh, in terms of their emotions. It it's just it hits them just differently. And man, it, it gets you know it even it even gets oh, I don't know if you if you do that you just you know no anyway um, no if I keep going down that rabbit <laughs> hole it's no it's not worth it um, what I want to do is I want to jam you mentioned Saint Jude before mm. so I want to ha- I want to jam that one uh, while we have ourselves a little leg stretch um, tell me a little bit more about how you came up with this song and who who was the one who uh, who sorry let me rephrase that was it you who came up with the idea of the song and then from then on how did that how did the rest of it all come together um mike is just a riff genius yeah and he pre-appraised everything together and just brainstorms stuff and puts it out there and we go nah that's not good this is better change this do this and then we we made that song and then I just added lyrics to it pretty much. Okay. Like I find that easier. Like once the song's there, then I can, you you know, reword and make phrasing better, put different stuff in here. So, and then, yeah. So that, that works better for you that you'll write the song after you hear, uh, sorry, you'll write the lyrics after you hear what the song sounds like. Yeah. So you, even with, uh, without any of that, do you still just write? Yeah. Oh yeah. I write shit tons. Yeah, and then if it fits the song, like, like lyrically, like I can fit the words in. Mm-hmm. Like I try my best, and then a lot of time I'll chop a lot of shit out, or put more in, 
and then, yeah, that's how that's how it really comes together. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's not waste any more time with it then. We'll jam out St. Jude and we'll give ourselves a bit of a leg stretch. Um, anything, anything else in particular about this that we should know about with this song? Um... Oh, it's just a song about um, people suffering mental health or people suffering from an addiction. Mm-hmm. Not alone. and You have all the support in the world, though you may not feel like it. And I think if you have a friend that's suffering from that, it sh- I feel, my me personally, I feel it's your duty to be there and look after them because they, they would definitely be there for you if they were in much able situation. Oh, for sure, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so. I like the song even more now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So we'll give this one a whirl, and we'll be back with you shortly, eh?
honestly. That is such a big hit. I love that Thank so you. much. Thank you. Um, <laughs> how satisfying is it when you hear back like mastered versions of the songs that you put so much effort into? Oh, it's awesome. Because it sounds like a completely different song to what you recorded or what you wrote. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it sounds ten times better. Is it what you imagine in your head when you're writing it at the time? That it, That's how it turns out to be? Yes and no. Yeah? I'm like... I can I have a feel of like okay this is like the shape but then like you get it all back and you're like damn this is like you know a completely different ball game at the same time yeah so yeah. did uh, how long did that song take to to write song take to write I think we honestly we sat on all those songs on that release for maybe five months and so it was just like in between like because we practiced every week. So we just figured, oh, let's work back on this song. So, yeah, five months in between all those, we just kept going back in between all of them and changing them all the time. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. So there was little bits here and there that would yeah. you'd be doing that. Okay, yeah. So a lot of chopping and changing in between all that just to, just to get the final touch of it. So mm-hmm. there's – because I hear different – Different, like different people do different different ways of it, obviously, um, and it's always interesting to hear the ones that are really meticulous about um, the detail into the recordings and stuff, and having to go back and think, oh fuck, this sounds bit, oh, I can do better or whatever. Whereas a lot of the DIY style bands, um, especially in the punk, they'll just fucking write it, play it, mm. it sounds good, they'll leave it. And yeah. then that's it. And they might do one or two little changes here and there over the course of however long that they r- wrote that song. And that's it. They <laughs> they won't do too much else with it. And I've just... It, it's not a, a, a bad... It's just one of those little things that you pick up, like... Uh, or that you notice, I should say. Um, that they'll just throw as much content out there. It doesn't matter if... Um, uh, the, not, the quality is still there to a sense, but like the the mastering and going going over it again and stuff like that it just it, it seems like the difference in the recording and the writing aspect it's just interesting to see mm-hmm. and when you know how much effort goes into the songs that you're writing and you know it's your baby especially yeah. you you don't if you t- if it's a serious band if it's a serious take and it's you know you're putting your your heart and soul into it sort of thing you don't you want to put that effort in you know you want to make it as best as possible if it's a if it's a piss take band or whatever like bro job like (laughs) you know like that's their gimmick and they fucking own it they can sound as heavy as they want but they sing about dicks like (laughs) so it's it's a give and take (laughs) yeah like um i don't know like we've all been in bands before where we like listen to like old demos and be like we should I wish I didn't do that. Like <laughs> you just kind of just cringe up a little bit. And I don't know, like we're paying. It's not cheap to record. It's Oh, like, hell no. So, no. you know, like if I'm paying this much money out of my, like my own pocket, I want it to sound good. Mm. You know, like I want to get like a good product out of what I'm doing. And yeah, like, you know, like I want people to notice it. And be like, Cool. This is well done. Like, yeah, sounds awesome. You know, like doesn't need like, I guess also the the definition of what sounds good is definitely subjective. Mm-hmm. And 
something doesn't need to be polished and like crisp to the, like the to the ear to be a good re- like release at all. Mm-hmm. So like, but for us when he um, went with Elliot, he's just like a master at like doing whatever he does, you know. So he helped us change a bunch of it, and we got this final product, which was like very very clean, you know, and very like crisp crisp to here mm-hmm. so yeah like we, w- we were stoked with that but like yeah. it's amazing how many different recording art uh, uh, like producers and and um recording studios and stuff that are out there but they all do things a little bit differently to one another they all have their own little their yeah. own little tricks or or their own little setups that they use to get a certain sound or or whatever it is, and that that to me as well is a very interesting aspect of 100%. of the of the whole process too. You know, some people will go to this person because of you know that that they do something they do this really well, or they'll yeah. go to that one because they do that really well, or they'll they'll just want to try something different and see what they can come up with. Yeah, we we spent we spent a week in Sydney recording this. Oh really? Yeah, we went to we drove to Sydney to record this, and yeah, just yeah. spent spent a, a week on our mate's floor, <laughs> and then going to the studio every day. To yeah, hammer it out. Oh fuck, man! Big effort too. It was a big effort. There's yeah. You hear a lot of that as well. That people will travel, like musos will travel, um, just extra lengths almost, just it, just for it, whether it be your favorite recording studio that you want to go to it's not cheap, you know, and musicians yeah, don't have much money at starting not out. Not much at all. You yeah, know, so you have to continually, you know, the whole, there was a Spotify thing come out recently about, um, well, people are mad at fucking what's his name who runs it because he's worth something like three billion and, and artists get as minuscule amount of like, what was it, like 0.004 cents a stream That's or some I shit? I we got... Our last pay from Spotify was ten cents, I think. Seriously, yeah. Because I, I was just looking through, because I'd played your songs through Spotify yeah. or whatever through, uh, um, through my playlist at home, and it says something that you've got like three, four thousand streams on like a few of your songs and yeah. shit, and that's that's pretty fucking good, yeah, I'm, right? I'm quite happy with it, yeah. And all you get is ten cents. Yeah, it's some, yeah, like. You get like, I think it's like every two or three months we'll get an email like, ten cents deposited to your band PayPal. Like, sweet. <laughs> how? <laughs> I that really fucking just. I don't understand how that's okay. Oh well, it's a bummer. By the same time, we're a hardcore band, so money isn't like what we care for. Like, it, it, it'd be awesome, you know, like. This is an expensive hobby to do, so it's not yeah. cheap. <laughs> yeah, so, like I would love to like see much more money from it, of course, like anyone would. But I, I mean, we put our songs out for free. Anyone can download them if they want. You know. Yeah. Right. Okay. Fuck. Like, <laughs> um, I think they're out for free. Well, like I think the last one maybe five bucks. I think. Okay. For free. I'm not sure. <laughs> you, you can message me. I'll give it to you for free. Like, I, I do, I do <laughs> Get on to Deathbed's page. They'll he, they'll hook you up with some sweet shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That that I just don't get. I don't get it. 
it doesn't seem like it's it's okay, especially for the amount of effort and shit that. And, and it's like one of the only platforms on such a scale that you can use to get your music out there. Yeah, well, like I mean, I guess we have for any kind of revenue, you have to rely on like merch sales or a good promoter because mm-hmm. there's a lot of pro- like I don't know why that's the mentality, but a, f- a lot of promoters here in Brisbane too think that um they're doing you a favor by putting putting you on the show nah. and uh, honestly they can all suck my dick <laughs> all a bunch of wankers adam is a legend adam does not count adam yeah he does goes above and beyond for any brisbane like band or australian band for that instance anyway like he's 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 making shows that definitely don't break even and still offering us money mm-hmm. you know he's like yeah he, he well, yeah yeah com- we played multiple shows around here and they're like you know here's a drink card <laughs> or, or sometimes they oh sorry we didn't think you wanted money oh, okay cool it's all good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah like it's fun it's fun playing shows don't get me wrong but like you know sometimes like a little bit of money does help does it help does you, you know you got you, you got to know what you're worth yeah you know, and that it, it makes it hard with the with the genre like with hard genre like hardcore or metal or a- any of the ones that aren't really in that group of uh, popular esque or you know the ones that where most people hear on the radio or whatever like they're the ones that you that will get more of the money coming through yeah. towards them. Um, whereas yeah, the little guys who want to play something different. <laughs> it, it, it just um, I for a lot of people I can definitely I've seen it chokes their um their drive mm. i guess you know to keep doing things because you're like what's the point like mm. um can you see it changing anytime soon in your eyes like your uh, in your view of the of the of the whole predicament i think if more bands kind of stood their ground and said what they're worth because mm-hmm. i think most if not all fucking any kind of band, it doesn't need to be a heavy band. They're definitely worth more than like what a promoter says. Like, oh, I'll give you a hundred bucks mm. to play the show. They're making buttloads of money, like drink sales, like all the doors, like twenty bucks a ticket, and there's like you know, um, seventy people rock up. It's like it's it's decent money. There's mm. there's more money that you know, you can still fill your own pockets as a promoter while helping out the bands a bit more, but. I I can see well twenty dollars a ticket seventy people that's about fourteen hundred bucks right there yeah easily you know, you know? so uh, if that, my math is that's right that's a slow show you know like but I mean like if Adam can fucking pay like a five band bill like whatever I'm sure like most <laughs> the, others these, could these big boys can pay us <laughs> a bit more you know like that, that's, that's yeah uh, if if you're not aware adam from team glasses as well is yeah. aware name drop it as well love you big dog he's yeah I've, I've had him on here before he's such a good guy and he does yeah buttloads of work for the for the local scene too it puts out cassettes I, i've bought yeah, so many of his cassettes now i've started a collection. hard worker and it, it a is. chef at the same time my dad's a chef and he can't <laughs> he comes home like a ball of stress <laughs> he has no time to talk to anyone so i, c- I don't know how the fuck he's oh, doing all this constantly family life yeah. work life band life uh superhero life. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. he he works really fucking hard and 
they're they're the guys in the scene that you want around. Yeah, you they're the ones that you will go yeah, to 100%. and say, let's let's get something going because you know that it, at the end of the day, the morals will be right. You know, yeah. like there, there's not going to be any sort of like sneaky get the extra money, get the extra drinks out, get the extra yeah, merch yeah. money, whatever it is. There's nothing with him, nothing like that with him. Uh, and again, I'm not saying that every fucking venue is like that anyway, but. Uh, he's he's one of the good eggs that yeah, looks out for the bands when they come here and shit as well, uh, and putting on great shows too. You know, so I look forward to seeing. He, he's got one coming up as well, I think, uh, in November. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, it's think, at the yeah. Galah, or or it could be at Fats either or because it was a reschedule, and that was uh, Entrapment, Western Pleasure, Can't Even, and Vestiges. Yeah, that's the show. Uh, nice plug for you there, Adam. So you check that one out. Uh, Flame and Galar's doing a heap of shows at the moment as well. Um, Loki is putting on a whole bunch of bands from Wise Men Say. Uh, it falls under Team Rad Times, I'm pretty sure. Um, that that venue is definitely one that's helping bring back the live music yeah. right now. Like they're constantly uh, yeah, putting I, shows on. I haven't on. even heard the venue. So well, Flame and Galar used to be uh, Beetle Bar. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and whatever it used to be called before that. I think I went to the Beetle Bar once before it changed its name. Um, and I can't remember. I think... Oh, I can't remember who I saw there, but I know I was really spewing that I missed out on seeing Dying Fetus there, like, years True. and years ago. At the Beetle Bar of all fucking venues, too, That's so... Rude. Yeah. yeah. I and the, the next time I got to see those guys after that was at the Hi-Fi when that was still around before it changed to Max yeah, Watts. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that uh, my my era of like going to shows all the time start was about from 2008 to about 2014, 15, like like going to shows yeah. like hard out all the time. But now I go to them when I can yeah. sort of thing. Um and if I have the money for it I will, but like that was the period where I'd like save up money, go to shows or like mm. Soundway, big day out, like fucking as many as many of those ones as possible. Like I I've, I saw a whole bunch of bands I think early 2011 um that, well, no, sorry, 2011 was a really good year for the bands that I saw because I'd, I think I ended up seeing uh, there was Job for a Cowboy, uh, Nile, um, who else was it? Origin, Misery Index, Behemoth, uh, Napalm Death, like that that year. And most mm. of them were all at the Hi-Fi too. Yeah, well, Hi-Fi had a lot of cool shows. It did, yeah. yeah I think yeah. one of the last ones I saw there was Municipal Waste. I think. True, yeah. I really wanted to go to that. Yeah. I remember that. I definitely remember that. That's that's how Set I got up. to meet the guys from Malachite who True. opened for them. Okay. Yeah, so uh, like Muzzy and... Trip and and Liam who used to uh, drum for him he does he, uh, Liam's a good mate as well he he's doing a whole heap of good shit right now he's just started a new band Idle Ruin um he, fuck this is always fun for me because he's done I don't know I, I think he's he was in like four or five bands at the moment so I'm just gonna try and remember him Dragons Mead Decapitated Mum uh, Malachite um, Spectre Idle Ruin um, and something else. I'm sure there was something else that he was doing. Can you guess what he what what uh, what instrument he plays? Um, I mean, he maybe a drummer. Yeah, yeah. If he's doing all those bands, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like <laughs> drummers are so yeah. fucking in demand, and especially in Brisbane. Yeah. That's one thing that I picked up on from this though, chatting to people here and there. Fuck yeah, like drummers are at least playing. The ones that I've spoken to are at least playing in like a minimum two. 
or if or if not three, and then God knows how many more after that, mm. or jumping in between bands and shit. It's wild. It's wild how many like just the music scene in general like how many you bands you guys jump between and shit like that it's crazy i'm just trying to work out at the moment now like how do you keep up with it all i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um just hope someone shares it like i'm i'm, I'm quite I, i'd like to think that i'm on the buzzer but sometimes i've found I've, i'm quite out of touch still mm-hmm. i'm i miss out on a lot of bands that have done releases so i'm like oh cool like which is cool. Like I still stumble upon it and go like it's a pleasant surprise. So yeah, something new. But um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of suck at it to be yeah. honest. But yeah, <laughs> well, it, it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, going back to Saint Jude, um, I wanted to ask about how you f- decided. Well, not decided, but what what made you want to pursue vocals more than anything what made you how did you know that you could fucking shout into a mic and it sounded all right um i didn't (laughs) (laughs) um i wanted to be in a band but i only instrument i knew how to play as a kid was the french horn right so (laughs) and i don't know like i all my mates are doing cool stuff they knew how to play instruments i was like let's do something let's Let's bang it out. Let's yeah, see let's, how we let's, go. Let's wing it. Did you start picking up on any like vocal techniques or anything like that when, um, you, when you started getting more into it? I was just constantly trying to find ways that it didn't hurt because <laughs> there was a lot of times just you'd go home and you just didn't have a voice or during the, during practice it just sucked. Mm-hmm. So I think every time we release a new song or constantly writing i'm still learning new ways to like constantly like look after my voice like yeah i'm still much better than what i used to be like so I, I still lose my voice quite a bit because I'm, I'm definitely no um professional at any of this is that something that you'd be worried about in the long term if you continue to keep doing um, it sort of thing because i know there's like a right way to do it and a wrong way to yeah do there's it. De- like i definitely think i'm borderlining the right way to do it mm-hmm. i still have a voice but um. Yeah, I, I I think like a lot of things like hearing that's another thing that worries me. So yeah, like, no, I know mine's fucking real bad yeah, at the moment, nice. and I should uh, I've I've act I like I actively wear um earplugs earplugs now, now yeah. when I go out because I know uh, through through my youth I say it like I'm fucking old. I'm not that old yet. I'm not even in my thirties. Fuck. Um, but I've. The amount of shows that I went to when I was younger and just there's one that sticks out of my head like I'm this far away from the, the fucking yeah. Ex- yeah, yeah yeah and like I'm fucking head banging and shit and like it's fucking it was, I think I saw Caliban and her nightmare True. At, yeah at um Princess Theatre back when that was oh, going okay. yeah. yeah and there, that was a really cool show because there wasn't as many people there at this mm. one I'm not sure True. why I'm not sure why but it just they weren't it was only maybe about 100 people there at that show uh and and the rest of their tour did all right which i don't know brisbane back then for like the more out there sort of bands that not as many people are as big on like mm. they don't do as well and they weren't doing as well in brisbane yeah. um back then but if yeah if, if if they were local in particular they, they would do all right though yeah did you ever hear of a band called among the vanished 
No. No. They, they were an old, like, they were Brizzy band. They were they would always be one of those bands that would just be on shows all the time. Um, and they had a really, like, old school death metal sound to them, but with the a little bit of, like, the core aspect uh, thrown into it sort of thing. But during that time, that was, like, peak, like, death core. True. Back, like, yeah. oh, like, 2008, like, 2009, 2010 sort of thing. Like, it was, like, real peak uh, death core. Everybody uh, fucking loves it yeah, sort of thing. I mean, back in 08, like, the death metal bands, like, death core bands I was listening to were, like, Headwind the Pony. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess the endless pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck, man, that's, that's old. Um, it was Ailment as well. <laughs> yeah, Ailment, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because <laughs> 08 was right when Thy Art kicked off as well. Mm. That was that was and then when, when they Signal the Firing Squad was still like a thing. Man, I love those guys. Crazy, like they were. Eagle, like I think I, I used to see them all the time at um, we've been to Eagleby Hall. Yeah, it was like they frequented that Thy Art and Signal. Yeah, they always did play, PC. Play, yeah. They did a lot of PCYC shows yeah. back then. It, have you have you done many now? Like while you've been playing in Deathbed. Because that's a thing that has that doesn't happen as much anymore. When we played Lairfest in Melbourne, that was a PCYC. Yeah, um, I've been wanting to do a PCYC, the Mancraft PCYC. Oh fuck there, but yeah! They just leave me on scene, <laughs> but it's, it's a bummer. But I don't know. Um, Dead Strikes last show was there, and that was insane to me. Like Third Strike, did you yeah. say? Oh man, that would have been good. It was the really third strike, Iron Mind, Backtrack, and Strength oh. of Purity. Oh, yeah. it's, see, I, I remember Strength of Purity. Oh my god, um, couldn't get into them though, just because. Yeah, fair th- enough. <laughs> th- it's it, yeah. That that's one of those things. The, uh, they were too edge for me. <laughs> they were they were yeah. too edge. Um, when 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 they start like when every song is almost about like edge life and shit. And, no, that's that's just not my cup of tea. Musically, awesome. Yeah, for right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it all you almost get that sort of like your life, your lifestyle's better than mine. All of a sudden, is it like when when I would listen to it? True, fair. Like, you know? I, I mean, I guess with all that music, it's like a sense of pride you're feeling. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, the I, interpretation. I, 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 I can understand why that can also turn into something a bit toxic. Yeah, and a lot of, I mean. Back then, it was a different time too. Mm. Straight Edge was a definitely, definitely a different um, ballpark to what it is now. Did you ever see a lot of like the the Edge bands back then as well, like, yeah, the, like war. the War? Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, yeah. though, man, th- the 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 Edge pits compared to like normal mm. pits, though, that was that was weird. You know, their intensity just suddenly was like fucking times a hundred. That's how you. That's how you <laughs> get your stripes. <laughs> Survive one of those. Oh man, yeah. Like I got, I got kicked in the head a couple of times when I thought when I just started thinking, fucking yeah, like going <laughs> bands and seeing the shit and seeing like the throwdown pits for the first time. I'm like, fucking hell! How am I going to try this out? All right, let's give it a go. Fucking dunk. Side of the head, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that again, I don't think. I'm just going to be one of those uh, stage divers, fucking, or just the crazy shit, or moshing stuff, not not the swinging arm stuff, I don't think I can do that. It's It was too full on for me. Yeah, it's, not, it's not for everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right, yeah. you know, but 
man, the war. I remember seeing them. I I, I started a, a a list ages ago of how many bands that I'd seen and shit like that. And I didn't go out of my way to see the war a lot of the time. Mm. It's just they were on the shows of the bands that I was going to go see that they they just happened to be opening for. Yeah, you know? true. Um, like oh man, I lost I lost count of how many shows that I'd seen at the Princess Theater because that was that was just so easy to mm. get to. You get off at the Marta, walk fifty meters, and fucking catch a bus back home. It was easy, so easy to go and see. And I guess that that's probably how I got seeing them more and more. You know, was getting getting amongst it and getting a part of the scene uh, and and the accessibility of it too. Yeah, it's not it's not the same anymore. It it hasn't yeah. been for a long time and especially for all ages shows and shit too. Like it's not the same. It's so yeah, much it's easier to do an eighteen plus show. Yeah, because it sucks. You know, and and yeah. how the younger generation in particular are the ones who are going to get into this and it's the best chance for them to get into it is to go and see a live show of it. You want the youth to have a better chance at seeing this stuff, not just, uh, not just the licensed all ages, all, all ages venues or whatever it is. Um, you want them to, you don't want to keep them in that environment, or have that be the only environment that they can be exposed to with shows, because then yeah. you've got to deal with older fuckers that you know they're not there for that; they're there for the music. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely need more ages shows in mm. general. I just. I don't see a, any youth being inspired to start a band if they're not seeing these bands. Mm. You know, like, it was different for me. So, you know, I grew up just seeing all these bands and being like, man, I want to do this one day. It, and <sighs> it, one thing that I was always, back then, I was always really stoked to see, like, a woman playing in a band like in the bands back then um because you just never saw it like you see more of it now which obviously it should have been in the first mm. place but uh in in the heavy scene like in the hardcore scene metal scene and shit like that the the women weren't really as upfront uh, as or it just even being amongst it you know like it yeah. was very uncommon and it's the same for, for the minority groups and shit as well. Like, that was always something that whenever I saw just someone other than a fucking white dude, like, fucking throwing down or some shit, I'd always be like, oh, cool. You'd, you'd want to find out how they got into it because every second person, you know, you kind of have an idea of how they got into it um, because you see them all the time and so you can kind of just make that sort of assumption that, oh, probably the same way I did. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you hear about all the shit that the the women have copped when they started it, and you know it yeah. just seems like it's a different like hardcore back then was oh it a was different ho- it was horrible back then park. for that yeah just um I don't know I don't care what people say like oh it was yes it was the golden years in a sense like man shows were popping off back then they were whatever. yeah but people were fucking assholes back then man like just like the amount of racism I copped or, like, the amount of, like, sexist, like, sexist remarks and just, like, casual, like, un- like unhealthy sec- um, sexual advances, pe- um, like, my women friends would, like, receive, you know, like, mm. it's, it, I don't know, it's a totally different ballpark, but, like, um, it's good to see it change now. Yeah. And, like, people definitely are more awake to those kind of issues and very, you know. 
Well, you, 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 with it all. you were saying before, like you copped it a fair bit when you were younger. Um, but what, what's it been like the last few years now that you've been playing more with oh, deathbed yeah. and shit? Like I, I wouldn't think that anyone at a hardcore show at least would want to say anything mm. negative towards me. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to hope so anyway. Yeah. But um, because it's yeah. something that you sh- there should definitely be more of, like uh, even now as well. Like it's still something that you don't see as much of with scene as well like uh, in the in the heavier scene as well like there's there's more coming out but it's always good to see even more like the the evenness of it you know i'm not really wording it very um, well more like um more variety of people getting amongst it yes yes exactly yeah I, i think yeah it's fucking awesome like yeah um i still think there should be more to be honest. Always, I, I, like, always, um, yeah. I never really had, like, a band. Cause I never saw, like, any non-white people in bands. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, always, like, oh, oh well. Like, but, like, I mean, so that's why I always looked to, like, Sum 41 and Billy Talent and those dudes. I was like, oh, dude, like, it's a brand dude in that band. That's kind of cool. <laughs> like, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. he's not fucking... Feeling his stereotype or whatever. And yeah. So that's kind of cool, like, sweet. And then, like, you know, you see people like Shallon from, like, Nerve Damage. Yeah. Like, you know, just being real about his culture and being, like, unapologetic about it and just, you know, being, prou- like, proud. So and he should it, be. And, yeah. and it's, like, you know, it's a very empowering thing. You're seeing all these people. And so I just – I think, like, though I don't know how many bands or people want to start bands, but, like – It'd be cool, you know, to see more like people of different walks of life doing these bands because um I don't know, it'll inspire someone just like me. You know, like they'll be like, Fuck, I wanna start a band now, I wanna start this, I wanna look into um myself and be like, Okay, I'm proud of who I am instead of like what my friends or like the people I'm surrounded with right now think and wanna push into me. Like, mm. you know. You wanna feel included. You know, yeah, and, and and that's the biggest aspect of any of any community. Like you want to feel like you fit in. Mm. Otherwise, where's the motivation? Where's the drive in order to want to try it? You know. Yes, but I think it's. I mean, actually, I don't think I can speak for everyone, but um, for me at least, it was like as an ethnic kid in a in a Sri Lankan community. Not being, um, I wasn't very Sri Lankan. In the sense that I'm constantly getting suspended, not hanging out at um, a Buddhist school. Mm. So it was like Sri Lankan community is predominantly like Buddhist, and um, I wasn't going to those. I couldn't really give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to this like heavy music. I was dressing different. I was you know I had a fringe like a long fringe. I had a lip like a lip ring, like you know like I had all, all these shirts with swear words on them. Oh, you know, right. like and like all the all the Sri Lankan community would be like oh. You know, like that, <laughs> like don't hang out, don't hang out with this kid. Oh, he's an old, you know? oh, oh, like yeah. and all. So you don't f- kind of fit in with them, and then you go into these hardcore shows, and it's like, don't really fit in there. But it was like, I still felt more. You felt more included in that. Than felt you more did, included yeah. there, even like you know, there was just a little bit of casual racism there, and there, you know, whatever. But like, being like seeing 
other bands and like small minorities like speak out and be like, hey, like this is for everyone. If you got something to be pissed off about, like you know, you do this too. Like it doesn't doesn't need to sound audibly like awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what hardcore is about. I, I you know. It's awesome. It's, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to hear fucking a good sounding band, but like you know, mm. fucking give more people just put themselves out there, just screamed about what they're pissed off about. Like um, in years to come, you can be making a way better band anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it, it's yeah, like current Australian hardcore, very much more inclusive. It's definitely a lot better. Very, than very, what it was, very yeah. awesome. Like, like yeah. you know, I'm very stoked on it, and like. I can definitely see a lot of the people then that showed prejudice to me, like very much changed their views and are very actively, you know, positive. Like, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a saint. I definitely had very negative um, backwards views back then growing up. So I think it's just everyone give each other time to like understand and learn and change. Oh, it was, it was, it was a huge, I, you know, in especially hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. for sure. And uh, Go touching on like the the religious aspect of stuff mm. as well. Like for me, I got oh, I wouldn't say I got very well. Yeah, no, I did. I was I got very anti-religious uh, during that period of when I got into those shows. Mm. So like, say you've got your your edge lord bands or whatever. Like if there were any sort of like anti-religious bands or anything like that going around, like I was fucking all for it, right? Mm. So there was this one band called Before the Throne. Oh yeah, they, yeah, I remember. You remember yeah, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. They were my favourite local band as long as they were going. And then when Chase went and joined the Red Shore, mm. even better for me. So I'm like, I've still got some aspect yeah. of like one of my old favourite bands playing in, you know, another yeah. band that is to this day, I still think one of the best mm, bands the in best. Australia, yeah. hands down in the heavy scene, still are. Like Un- Unconsecrated is just one of the best fucking albums from start to finish that I've heard. Yeah, and nothing, and it still stands up to shit today. Oh, you know, like, oh, I mean that band kind of set the standard. Absolutely, especially yeah. for Australian heavy music and stuff as well. Because the, the next band that I still that I think that sent, that reminds me a lot of them is Aversion's Crown. Yeah, you know? when there used to be Widow the Sea. Also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, there was Widow the Sea and Aversion's Crown. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's a, yeah. Colin, Colin used to be the vocalist for Widow the Sea, and then he went to. Versions Crown, yeah. and then he left. I think he had uh, he fucked his voice or some shit. Um, and then they got Mark. I think it was Mark from I Ive Alliance. Think, I think one of my mates is in Versions Crown now, mm. or toured with him in Europe. Okay, Colin going Josh Tafe. Okay, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what he's doing with them now. Because they they were a six piece at one point. Yeah, that was fucking mental. Um, Crazy band, and just getting six people together for a band too. Holy shit, right? Mm. That that's. <laughs> You think four or five's hard, then you go in six, seven, fuck. Yeah. There's a lot of personalities. <laughs> a lot of people to work with. Yeah, well, that's probably more the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the part of it too is, yeah, you've got to get everyone together as well. But, yeah, like the next, next like heavy band that reminds me of, uh, of Redshaw now is Aversion's Crown. Like the quality of their shit is just outrageous. Fair and. Enough. Drummer has not fucking slowed down since he started. He's a weapon. Oh, yeah. dude, just <laughs> He's a weapon. Fuck, just blows shit out of the water every time. So there's so many of these bands that 
just every, uh, that are still going now to this day that were even back then, you know, that I've, that I've seen. And it's so crazy to see how far they've come and if they're still around, you know. Like, thy art, seeing them back in 2008 to seeing them uh, a couple of years ago or whatever, fuck, like, just how far they've yeah. come along. And, and yeah. I remember I saw... I saw CJ play their first show with Thy Art at the Princess Theatre. I'm pretty sure it was one of like those death fest things that they had that they did there every now and then. Oh, Dead of Winter or something? It's, it's sort of like yeah. that, but um, there were because the f- I went to a that's that's how I saw the Red Shore for the first time and and Thy Art and mm. Before the Throne. There was ba- there was a festival called Death Fest. True. And it was headlined by the Red Shore. And this is how old it was. Like, underneath their logos was their MySpace names. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was, yeah, Red Shore headlined it with Thy Art, uh, Across the Lips of Grace, uh, Among the Vanished, Before the Throne, Thy Art is Murder, Phalanx, and Apex Null. And there was Signal the Firing Squad. That was the other one. It was fucking huge, new, awesome yeah. day. Huge, so many crazy bands. Um, and then, yeah, that was the first time I heard of um, Before the Throne. And then I was like, fuck. <laughs> just blown away by the fact that they were playing six, seven, I think a six or seven string in drop G or some shit. And even then, like drop G, six string, first time down tuning. I'm like, my God, this is so low. I need, I need, I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> and, and they had um, merch that was like, your gods are fake and all this shit. Yeah. And I really wanted that one <laughs> so bad, but I don't, I couldn't get away with it. I got something else, but then I ended up buying a bleeding through shirt. Cause this is going uh, back to like the swearing yeah. on the shirts and shit. And it was their logo on the front in like that old English writing. And it had like people hanging from a tree on the front in red. And then on the back in old English writing, it had, I don't give a fuck from their 07 album. Like one the start of the, one of their songs is exactly that. I don't give a fuck. And man, the amount of looks I got, you know. Uh, I, mean, I had a Headwind the Pony shirt, which was Jesus upside down on, on the cross. Ooh. Like, and I was like, what? This is the coolest thing ever. Fuck yeah. I really, really wanted to get the, that Cradle of Filth shirt. That's oh, oh, what's it? What did it say? It's got Jesus is a cunt on yeah, the back of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just think that's really or funny. Like the Suicide Silence Pull the Trigger Bitch shirts. Yeah. Which were definitely like a huge trend at one point. Oh, they. I, I, I got lucky enough to see um, Suicide Silence when they had Mitch in their band. I saw, yeah, I saw them too um, with the Case Strain, Parkway Drive. Oh, Sweatfest. Sweatfest, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I went to that, but I didn't go to Rivers. I was over in Perth when I saw oh, them, true. actually. So I didn't see... Com- I'd already seen Confession at that point. I've, I don't know what Crafters or Life is all about and shit. So I'd, see, I'd already seen Confession. Yeah. Um, so it didn't bother me too much. Like, And, and even back then, uh, local bands would fucking rarely ever go over to Perth because I mean Perth's a different planet like <laughs> it's a different everything and, and yeah. it's the same country like it's, it's it's cheaper to go to Bali than it is to go there it is <laughs> how does that fucking work yeah. it's uh, even back then I don't know what it's like now but I still remember that how much it cost me to get over there then and this is over this is like 12 years ago mm. it was like 800 bucks <laughs> return one person, fuck all gear, mm. you know. I, I, I don't know if it's still like that now, but you can understand why fuck all bands go over there to fucking play. 
quite it's expensive still. It, sure, it, yeah. Oh, it'd be even. You know, I bet you any money is probably more now yeah. than what it was back then, and it just it boggles my mind. And like even bands from WA, how are they going to get out and and spread their wings and and actually go and play shows and get noticed if it costs them a fucking home loan to to go and do a show on the other side of the country what the fuck it's yeah. crazy though because i mean we've got some like biggest bands that came out of perth like yeah miles away yeah yeah to europe to it to america like you know they make them suffer as like, well yeah, make them suffer like the others were another huge huge hit from there like um if you haven't heard them Definitely a fun listen. Yeah, who was it again? Sorry, the others. Oh, the others. Okay, they're cool. They're very cool. Perth scene is very healthy for a very isolated place. I like from what I see, at least. I don't know. It's very flat over there. Like it's Mm. they built that fucking city on sand, (laughs) you know. So it's not very hilly. Mm. So it's pretty flat everywhere, which is awesome. Uh, It's. It gets hot over there, but it's that dry heat though. Mm. You don't get you don't get too much humidity over there. That's that's probably as much as I can remember from over there. Like it, it's it seems not. Oh, and the it like the sun goes down at something like fucking nine o'clock or some shit. It's it's weird. Mm. Yeah, you, you're sitting you're sitting inside thinking, oh, I might go get myself an early one. Oh, fucking sun's still out. <laughs> Maybe I'll go for a run instead. Wait, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> shit. This has got to throw people out for sure. But it's yeah. I I hope that that's another thing that changes too. Because there's still like 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 you, you were saying before, like denial and it was sorry denial. Yeah, yeah, yeah denial. it was denial. Yeah, uh, they just started playing shows, and they're a good band too. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard some of this stuff before too. You just wonder how they're. They must feel isolated already even with all the times and shit that they're over there making having it harder for them to play shows and stuff too you you kind of got to think that you're lucky in some sense to be yeah (laughs) i mean like i saw like the footage because the footage is out for that show like all the bands that played okay looked wild like you know people going crazy at that show yeah they would be for sure they haven't fucking seen anything in how long like it it doesn't seem like that long but more more people rocked up to that show than they would a brisbane hardcore show (laughs) yeah that'll be funny when that happens well in brisbane if it uh, yeah i'd you know what if a hardcore show sells out in covid like limited capacity i mean that should be happening but if it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) got a lot more work to do then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh man you know what i've had a really fucking good time having a chat to you it's been good um i uh really really do hope that you guys are able to play a show again soon to tell you the truth me too you know like everyone's starting to do it a bit more now it seems like restrictions are starting to ease a little bit we're on we're seemingly on top of our hygiene and looking after uh, looking I after so. one another. So. so, hopefully, we can get things open open up at the right pace, mm. um, so everyone can start enjoying shows again without having to worry about getting sick. That'd be ideal. Yeah, you yeah, know? and not just yeah. Hopefully, that brings down the mood of everyone. You know, I don't know. It may tangent, but I don't know. I've noticed it. COVID times have definitely changed, not people changed people, uptight. but yeah, yeah. 
you know. So I hope that now that the restrictions are starting to ease a little bit, maybe people will calm themselves down a little bit too, you know. Mm. Goals for the end of the year. <laughs> you know, hopefully it fucking yeah. hopefully things calm down. You gotta you gotta work towards something, right? Fingers crossed. Like. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, again, had such a great time getting you on, man. Thank you for, for jumping on. Thank um, you for thinking of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, appreciate I'm a big fan of big fan of you guys. Um, always a fan of the locals as well, trying to get out there. Uh, you can go check out Deathbed uh, on their Facebook and their Instagram. They have a band camp as well. Their latest release, Ruin, is currently out on all those platforms too. Do you have anything on YouTube or anything like that? Um, our music video. Oh, you, yeah, which is um, the song that we're going to finish off the episode with too, uh, White Noise. Is the, na- is the song self-describing, basically? Um, just... It's a song for people that are pissed off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's you no, just no, nothing, nothing, um, nothing direct. But it's just if you're pissed off, it's just stuff. Or you're yeah. thinking of is just that white noise, that yeah. that, that, that sound, ringing sound. You know, when yeah, you're just it, about to lose it, like almost like that trigger that flicks in yeah. your head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're gonna jam that one to finish it out. I really look forward to whatever next release you do because, yeah, like I said, huge fan of, of the EP release and, yeah, really do hope that you guys get out on the road again soon and start playing some shows because I look forward to it, you know. Um, anyway, thank you again, everybody, for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week whenever it is you decide to listen to this. Take care. Is there anything else that you'd like to say before we go? Um. Just keep an eye out for the new stuff that's coming out um, Brisbane because mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of bands, not including us, that are popping off right now and deserve more recognition. Um, shout out to Broken. Sorry for not seeing your last show, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, sh- shout out to them. Very very awesome Melbourne band. Everyone should check out. Yeah, yeah, those guys go. You played with them? Uh, with played with them a couple times. Y- yeah. Because yeah. they, uh, I remember seeing, was did they do the East Coast tour with Regulate? Or yeah. Was, yeah. That's, yeah, right. That's where I was, because I thought it was uh, uh, the show that they played in Melbourne that they did, but no, it was actually, yeah, cool. No, um, my mates actually, um, I don't know if they played with you that night or the night before, Future Primitive? Yeah, the, that night. That they, night they with you, play, yes. Yeah. Um, Sean, the vocalist, is my friend. Oh, and, um, uh, Who else? Uh, Tom, the guitarist. Uh, I always forget his name and the bassist. He plays in a couple of other bands too. I know him through um, the guys at Schema, um, okay. Schema Collective. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Mavesy. Mavesy. Oh, my God, I nearly forgot fucking Mavesy. Know him through high school. Um, yeah. yeah, and uh, I, I thought it was really... F- not funny, but I uh, when I saw those guys get uh, announced for the lineup, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, that's <laughs> awesome because they've got a very sort of like that DIY um, hardcore punky sound to them as well. Yeah. Um, but it just it just seemingly fits, you know. So I uh, pretty well. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was yeah, regulate show. Yeah, that would have been so fucking good. Anyway, another. Just wandering. <laughs> There's so many cool shows and shit that's happened. You just want more to happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. We're going to jam white noise. 
enjoy the rest of your night, people. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.